I'm going to ask you this morning, if you will, take your Bibles, turn to 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verses 4 through 11. And I want to read this to kind of get the foundation of where we're going this morning, and then I will use this same scripture later on in the, the message. The title of our message this morning is God's Gift to Moses, the Rod of God. God's Gift to Moses, the Rod of God. 1 Corinthians chapter 12, we will begin in verse number 4. I still hear pages turning. I'll wait for you to get there. Paul is speaking to the Corinthian church about the different gifts that he gives to each one of us. I want to pay close attention to where it gets to the part that everyone that knows the Lord has been given a gift. Every single one of us in here. I was speaking to someone this morning and I was... Uh, kind of sharing the message in the direction I was going this morning, and I just simply asked the question, do you know what your gift is? Wow, that's, uh, that's a question maybe a lot of people are not asked. Well, understanding through the Scriptures here, we're fixing to get there. Every single one of us has been given a gift, and God wants us to use that gift for His honor and glory. So let's read verse number 4. Now there are diversities, or that word means variety of gifts, but the same Spirit. And there are differences of administration, but the same Lord. In other words, not all of us are given the same gift. There's a variety of gifts, and not all of them operate exactly the same way. There are different administrations, but again, the same Lord. And there are diversities of operations. In other words, there's different ways to use these same gifts. Someone may use the same gift that we use here in America, use it a different way in Africa. Next Sunday night, Sherry Avery is going to be here and we're giving a report. But given the same gifts, they may use them differently. Verse number 6 again, and there are diversities of operations. But is the same God which worketh all in some. Oh, I'm sorry, did I misread that? Which worketh all in all. What's verse 7 says? But the manifestation of the Spirit is given to some men. No, every man to profit with all. So again, I want to reiterate here that everyone that is born again has been given a gift. For to one is given by the Spirit the word of wisdom, to another the word of knowledge by the same Spirit, to another faith by the same Spirit, to another gifts of healing by the same Spirit, to another the working of miracles, to another prophecy, to another the discerning of spirits, to another diverse kinds of tongues, and to another the interpretation of tongues. But all of these working that one and self same Spirit Dividing to every man, again, there's the word every, severally, severally as he will. I believe everyone in this room that is of God, that has the Spirit living in them, according to the Scripture, not according to Wayne Bickley's opinion, but according to Scripture, it tells us here that everyone in here that has accepted Christ's 
Spirit lives in you, you have been given a gift. And God desires for you to use that gift for His honor and for His glory. This morning, this is the direction I want to take this message. This morning I want to share with you a testimony of how God worked through our church this week and saw the gifts that God has given us in operation. This week I witnessed our church in operation, people using the gifts that God had given them to see this church perform a thing that exactly how God wants church to operate. Before we get to that part of the message, though, uh, let's examine one of the gifts that God has been given to Moses. I want us to look this morning because I'm going to speak about the rod of God that God used in Moses' hand. And I want you to know it was. It was just a gift. It was a gift. And you, when we look at that, you're going to see that this gift that God gave to Moses was a rod. And then Moses took the rod or this gift that he gave him and he used it to, to honor God, to obey God, to see things accomplished that God desired for Moses to accomplish. And he did it through this rod that God had given him. So what I want us to recognize this morning is, is that the rod was a gift. The rod was a gift. I want you to know this rod did not have supernatural powers. But it was of the faith and it was the obedience that Moses used this rod that brought great things in the hands of the man that used it. So as we begin looking at the scriptures, if you'll turn with me to Exodus chapter 4, and if you'll stay in Exodus, you will see that we've got many scriptures that are going to go one right after another and you can just kind of follow along with me and every one of these references that I have over the next few references all have the word rod or it talks about this gift that God has given Moses. There's a gift there. So let's look at what it, how it starts. In Exodus chapter 3, you're going to see that, and I'm not going to read from Exodus chapter 3, but Exodus chapter 3 is where Moses is working his sheep out in the desert and he looks up on the mountainside and he sees a bush that's burning but it's not burning up it just continues to burn and it is sitting there and he sees it and he goes up and he approaches it and when he approaches it that's when God says the ground that you're standing on is holy ground and this is where God begins to speak to Moses about the things that he wants to him to accomplish he tells Moses he says I've heard the cry of my people they're in bondage under Pharaoh in Egypt, and I am calling you out to go and set my people free. So this is the conversation that takes place in, in uh, chapter 3 of Exodus. When we get to chapter 4, it says in verse number, uh, verse number 2, well, first of all, Moses is going, well, wait a minute. Now, God, if I show up in Egypt and I begin to tell the children of Israel, or the nation of Israel, that you've sent me, how in the world are they going to believe that this is true? Understand, they already knew Moses. Because 40 years before that, Moses had killed an Egyptian and he was ran and hid in the desert because he had gone to the, Egypt, or the, the nation of Israel and said, hey, I'm going to help you be free. 
I'm going to I'm going to help you. He saw this Egyptian beating up on this Israelite, and he he killed him. And now Pharaoh wanted to kill Moses, so he ran, he hid. And now he's come back. He said, "How are they going to believe?" Well, look, look what it says in Exodus four and two. And the Lord said unto him, "What is that in your hand?" He said, "It's a rod." That's what he used to keep the sheep. He said, cast it on the ground. And he cast it on the ground, and it became a serpent. And Moses fled from it before him. I I could stop there and come up with a lot of funny stories, but I won't take the time. And the Lord said unto Moses, put forth thy hand and take it by the tail. And he put forth his hand and he caught it. And it became a rod in his hand that they may believe the Lord God of their fathers, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac and the God of Jacob hath appeared unto them. He said, listen, Moses, this rod is going to be the proof that you have come from the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. This rod, I'm going to use this gift in your hand to prove to those people that you are who you say you are and that I sent you. This rod, again, this gift that God has given him. Look what it says in verse 4 and 17. Thou shalt take this rod in thy hand, therewith thou shalt do signs. Okay, this is what he's telling him. He says, Moses, with this rod that I have given you, this rod is going to do miraculous signs in front of many people. Man, I tell you, keep in mind every time I use the word rod, recognize that this is a gift from God. Every time I use the word rod, understand that every single one of us in this congregation that knows the Lord Jesus has one of these, a gift. Look what it says in verse 20. It says, And Moses took his wife and his sons, and he set them on a donkey, and he returned to the land of Egypt, and Moses took the rod of God in his hand. I, I, I'm not afraid to tell you what my gift is. God's given me the gift to teach. He's given me the gift to preach. I, and I want you to know it's not mine. This gift is of God. He's given it me to use it for His honor, His glory, to lead. That's what He's given it to me for. This rod that Moses had in his possession was not his. It was given to him by God. He said, take the rod of God with you. Take this gift with you everywhere you go. Let's look down at that we're fixing to quickly go through these next scriptures and we're going to see how Moses was able to take this rod and to use this rod to show the nation of Egypt, the people of Egypt and the nation of Israel that there is a God in heaven and that God loves and desires to rescue you from the enemy. So when we look in Exodus chapter 7, verses 9 through 12, this is when Moses goes before Pharaoh for the very first time. Many of us know this, okay? Uh, We learn by repetition. Exodus 7, verse 9 says this, When Pharaoh shall speak unto you, say, Show a miracle for you, then thou shalt say unto Aaron, Take thy rod and cast it before Pharaoh, and it shall become a serpent. 
And Moses and Aaron went to Pharaoh, and they did so as the Lord had commanded. And Aaron cast down his rod before Pharaoh and uh, before his servants, and it became a serpent. Then Pharaoh also called the wise men and the sorcerers, the, the magicians of Egypt. They also did it like manner with their enchantments. For they cast down every man his rod, and they became serpents. But Aaron's rod, rod swallowed up their rods. Well, wait a minute. You know what that just said? The rod that God gave Moses, the magicians and the sorcerers of Pharaoh's court was able to do exactly the same thing. Well, my goodness, how special is this one if they're able to do the same thing? Well, in that moment, we see that as they threw theirs down, the rod of God devoured the magicians. Now, I want you to know here for just a second You'll notice the next one that we're going to speak of, the same thing happened again. We're going to read where Moses goes and he holds it out and he strikes the Nile River and it turns to blood. Do you know what the magicians of Pharaoh were able to do? The same thing. But I want you to know there's fixing to come a point. There comes a point that their magicians are not able to do what God is able to do. So you keep that in mind. There's going to be many people in this world. I want you to know there's many motivational speakers in this world that can do a greatest job as I can do, even better. But only one is a gift of God. The other is a gift of wherever it comes from. People are, people are born with talents. But the gift that God gives, there's no substitute for God's gift. Let's look at the next scripture where it talks about how God uses this gift that he's given Moses. In verse 7, in verse 17, it says, Thus saith the Lord, In this shalt thou know that I am the Lord. Behold, I will smite with the rod in thine hand upon the waters which are in the river, and they shall be turned unto blood. Look in verse 19. The Lord spake unto Moses and unto Aaron, Take thy rod, stretch out thy hand upon the waters of Egypt, upon their streams, upon the rivers, upon the ponds, upon the pools of water, that they may become blood, and that they may be blood throughout all of Egypt, both in vessels of wood and in vessels of stone. And Moses and Aaron did as, as the Lord commanded, and he lifted up the rod and smote the waters, and there in the river in the sight of Pharaoh, and in the sight of his servants, and all the waters that were in the river turned to blood. The gift that God gave Moses... And understand, you know, and the magicians were able to copy this, but what the magicians were probably able to do is to turn... I'd done that one time. I'd done a little object lesson up here, and I held my finger over the bottom of the cup, and I had some food coloring in the bottom of that cup, and as I poured clear water in there, it just mysteriously turned red, and another one mysteriously turned black. Let me tell you, it was a trick. The sorcerers performed a trick when God did it, even the water in the cups that were sitting in people's houses in stone cups or wooden cups, all of it turned to blood. How is that possible? Because of the gift that God gave to Moses. The next time we see this rod used is in Exodus 8 and 5, and the Lord spoken to Moses, 
said to Aaron, stretch forth thy hand with thy rod over the streams, over the rivers, over the ponds, and cause the frogs to come up on the land of Egypt. Then frogs overtook the land. Verse 8 and 16, it says, And the Lord said to Moses, Say unto Aaron, Stretch out thy rod and smite the dust of the land, and it shall become lice or gnats throughout all the land of Egypt. He went and he stirred the ground. He struck the ground, and gnats and lice infested all of Egypt. Verse 9 and verse 23, And Moses stretched forth his rod toward heaven, and the Lord sent thunder and hail and fire ran along the edge of the ground. And the Lord rained hail down on the land of Egypt so that there was hail and fire mingled with hail very grievously such as there was none like it in all the land of Egypt since it had been come. Look in verse 10, chapter 10 and verse 13. Moses stretched forth his rod over the land of Egypt and the Lord brought an east wind upon the land of all that day all that night, and when it had come morning, the east wind brought in locusts, and locusts came in and devoured all the ground. When you begin to examine the plagues, the ten plagues that were brought upon Egypt, five of those plagues, God used Moses' gift to execute them. He used the gift to execute them. When they left Egypt and they come upon the Red Sea, Pharaoh thinking that he had, he had trapped the nation of Israel against the Red Sea, he was going to be able to bring them back and enslave them again. The next uh, reference up there tells us that God told Moses, he says, Moses in uh, Exodus 14 and verse 16, he lifted up the rod and he stretched it out over the sea and he divided it and the children of Israel shall go on dry ground through the midst of the sea. Held it up. You know, I thought for years that the Bible said that's where Moses struck the sea. The Bible doesn't tell us he struck the sea. He said he just held it up over the sea. Sea began to divide. The gift that God has given Moses. I just want you to understand how important the gift is here. The next one we see is also, it's in chapter 17, verses 5 through 6. I'm not going to read it, but it is when the, they're on the other side and they have come and they're often to, going toward the promised land and they run out of water and the people complain and God tells Moses, he says, go and strike a rock. And he goes and he strikes the rock and water comes forth from it. I want you to notice something here. And every single one of these miracles, the gift that was used, needed no further assistance. This was all they needed. Moses practiced the gift that he was given, and everything that God said would be accomplished was accomplished. Then something changed. This is where we're going to get down to the application of the message this morning. If you've not been listening, this is the time to tune back in. And listen, I don't want to be mean, but if you're watching something on your cell phone beside your Bible right now, right now is when you need to turn that off. Okay? We're, we're fixing to put application here. 
talking about the gift that God has given each and every single one of us. The application begins right here in the next set of scriptures in Exodus chapter nine or chapter seventeen and verse eight through thirteen. Look what it says. I'm going to begin in in, uh, in verse nine. The Amalekites, the Amalekites have now come out to fight against. They have crossed the river. This is another group of people, the Egyptians. If you remember, the armies of the Egyptians have been killed in, in the sea where the waters came back and came over them. But now Moses is facing a new enemy, one that he's never faced before. Verse number 9, it says, And Moses said unto Joshua, Choose us out men and go out, fight with Amalek. These are the Amalekites. Tomorrow I will stand on the top of this hill with the rod of God in my hand. So Joshua did as Moses had said to him. He fought with the Amalekites, and Moses, Aaron, and Hur went up to the top of the hill. And it came to pass when Moses held up his hand that Israel prevailed, and when he let down his hands, Amalek prevailed. Okay, the Bible says that Moses held up his hand. It also tells us in the prior verse that he took the rod of God and he told him, he says, I'm going to the top of the hill and I'm going to stand with the rod of God in my hands. I'm going to hold it over my head. And as long as the battle is going on, when Moses held up the rod, the battle prevailed. When Moses got weary in his flesh, when he got weary in holding up the rod of God, the gift that God had given him, when he got weary, the battle began to fail. And then Moses, would, of his own strength, begin to pull it up again. I want you to know it was not because of the power of the gift was weak. Moses was weak. God had given Moses the gift when it was held out over the waters, the waters departed. When he struck the rock, as he was told, that's when the water came from the rock. When he stretched out and struck the Nile River, that's when the water turned to blood. When he did everything that he was told to do, this gift, as long as it was held over his head, was being the power and the gift of God was being used. But when it began to falter, when it began to fail, is when not the gift lacked, but it was the physical fitness of Moses. He began to fail. It was not the gift. So notice how this scripture ends. And Moses and Aaron did so as the Lord commanded. He lifted up the rod and he's... No, I'm reading the wrong one. Twelve. Well, I'm going to have to turn back to it. Somebody, somebody read that. Okay, this is what happened. And I think all of us, all of us knows this story already. But as long as he held it up, they won the battle when he became weak in his own flesh. But I want you to know, Moses didn't go to the top of the hill alone, did he? 
He had two guys that went with him. I don't know if Moses, it does not tell us. It does not tell us whether Moses said, okay, guys, I need you two to come go with me. It doesn't tell us why they were there. It doesn't tell us if he he told them to come, he invited them to come, or if these two men went on their own. It doesn't tell us that. But we do know that when he got up there and when these two men saw Moses in his flesh not able to withstand, they came and said, here, Moses, here, let us put a rock up under you so you'll have the stamina to continue to fight the battle that God has given you in this gift. When he began to even get weary after that, it says that Aaron and Hur came up to his side and they supported his arms and they lifted his arms so the battle could still be won. The power was in the gift that God had given him and for that day, Moses was not enough. Did you hear what I said? It wasn't the... Hey, listen. As long as the gift was up there, they won. Moses was not enough. Moses was not enough. This is where the testimony comes in this morning. Three points when Moses got to the top. Number one, Moses did not go to the mountaintop alone. Okay? Simple, simple point. Number two, Moses didn't ask for help. But when the two men went with him, when they saw that Moses needed help, they came on their own to help. No one had to ask them. They saw a need and they acted on that need. Number three, they saw the mission through. Okay? They didn't say, well, you know, you, you know I've got a date with my wife here about six o'clock, Moses, uh, uh, just try a little harder on this other side. No, they didn't leave. They saw...